Welcome to You Need a Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Ray. And I'm your host, Kay. Here, you can find two friends chatting away about life's ups and definitely the downs. But let me tell you now, stop putting all that weight on your friend's shoulder. You need some help. Because you're my friend, I don't mind telling you. Friend, you need a therapist. Because life is too complex for me to figure out mine on top of yours. So with that being said, let's kick off this week's episode. Yeah, uh, and I'll never let my son have an ego. You'll be nice to everyone wherever we go. I mean, I might even make him be Republican. To everybody know he love white people. And I'll never let him leave his college girlfriend and get caught up with the groupies in the whirlwind. And I'll never let him ever hit the telethon. I mean, even the people dying in the world ends. See, I just want him to have an easy life. Not like easy life. I want them to be someone people like Don't want them to be hated all the time, just Don't be like your daddy that it never was And I never let them ever hit a strip club I learned the hard way, it ain't the place to get love And I never let his mom move to L.A. Knowing she couldn't take the pressure, now we all pray Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of You Need a Therapist Podcast how you doing, best friend? I'm here, best friend. I'm good. What's popping? You know. <laughs> Bitch, you see these tan lines? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just got back from Mexico. I'm brown. I'm a black woman. Y'all, she'd be so proud of her little tan lines. Like, she'd be so proud. Because Raven's a little light bright. So when she get a tan, she just... She really be in her blackness. Like she is a, a black, black woman. woman. Right she is a black woman. Period. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, I've been a black woman, but can't nobody deny me now. Like, oh my god, you feel me? <laughs> Bitch, I'm back from vacation. I took a little work trip. Went to Salt Lake City. Went to mm-hmm. Vegas. Had me a mm-hmm. good old little time. Mm, I bet you did. Child, move on. <laughs> <laughs> How you been, best friend? You know, I've been good, actually. You know, things are changing over here, and I don't want to get into it quite yet, but things are changing, and <laughs> feel like they're changing for the best, so that's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. sure is. I just let y'all know, they they, they changing for the better. Oh, on, both, on both sides, you changing, we, ch- we changing. <laughs> Metamorphosis over here, ho. I finally... <laughs> Uh, got myself a therapist. This is how you know stuff is changing because right. everything has been working against me to not talk to somebody. <laughs> and they finally lined up. I was even iffy about this one because she canceled my appointment. Then I went mm-hmm. to go find her office. She was like, it's over the phone. And I was like, now, come on. <laughs> but after our phone call, I was like, I'm I'm really hopeful. So Got my second appointment next week, and yeah. you know. we finally got Ray Blackass in some therapy. That's what I'm talking about. Growth. I love this growth. It's so great. Here, amazing. <laughs> but this week we have a special guest. Yes, um, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about, I guess, uh, 
some, some our Father's Day episode. Yeah, it's our Father's, Father's Day. Day episode because Father's Day is coming up. And for the baby daddies. Ooh, well, I ain't got one of them, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we have a special guest this week by the name of Jaquil Little. Good morning. I was tearing morning. your name up. Sorry. Good morning. Was... Good morning. <laughs> Jaquil. Jaquil. I'm sorry. Jaquil. You know, uh, it's okay. Apologies. It's okay. <laughs> My teachers did not fail me. The Y yeah, I... is an E, a I, or a Y. Listen, listen, listen. When your parents when your parents come from the low bottom public schools, you know they spell things a little differently. It's okay. It's okay. You know, black people are creative. We will come up with a nice way to spell a name, and I'm here for it. I love it. I ain't never heard of a Kayana till I met Kayana. I was like, now nah, I've heard of Kiana. How mm-hmm. the hell? Where they get Kayana from? K and Anna, and you mashed that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's 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 a hundred it's it's a hundred different ways to say something. Tomato, tomato, you know, it goes mm-hmm. on. And yeah, on. I get caramel, yeah, caramel. Yep. All that shit. Her, her. Oh, okay. Now you take things a little too far. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, Jaquil, thank you for being here with us. Uh, Jaquil is one of my other. I got a lot of platonic. Men, friends, now. Ain't nothing wrong with it, friends. That's friends. A good friend. He's mm-hmm. another one of my friends that I've met here in North Carolina. I met him through work. We won't discuss work because we little secret squirrels or whatever. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, I met him through work, and like we we clicked. I th- was we the only black people? I think it was a few of us in the class, but we were only the, the only black yeah. individuals in there. We sat next to each other, we clicked, we exchanged numbers, and we be down ever since. Mm-hmm. You know? Hey. <laughs> Jaquil hit me up talking about something now. What's the type of man you want? I- I'll find one for you. I'm like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. He a wingman. But, yeah. um, well, welcome to uh, You Need a Therapist podcast. I'm happy that you were um Uh, excited to do this episode with us Uh, when me and Kay were thinking about it and I was like I feel like he would be the perfect person to do this because you're a father and I do know um, you do have a good or did have a good relationship with your father and uh, I know he um, recently just passed but uh, and sorry to hear that but I, I did feel like you were the best person for this episode. I appreciate you guys for having me. Yes. Um, is there anything you want to tell our little audience about yourself? Yeah, you got to give an intro. Give a little rundown. Um, my name is Jaquil Little. I was born in Alexandria, Virginia. Spent half my life there. Then I moved up to Saginaw, Michigan when my parents got divorced. Oh, shit, that sounds cold. And then I moved back down to Virginia um, <laughs> my the end of my sophomore year to live with my father. Um, it's it's a a lot to say about me. Uh, (laughs) I only have a brother. Uh, He's older than me. Um, my father did just recently pass. And yeah, I'm a new, newly father. Um, I have my cutest little baby. Oh my goodness! I be sending K pictures of Jelani, and I be like, she is adorable. She is a little doll baby. Yeah, yeah, developing the attitude already too. So whatever, she's so sweet. 
She's gonna yeah. be so spoiled. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's really it. I mean, that's really it about me. Nothing too spectacular. Yes. Uh. Well, he is a fucking workout fanatic. Ooh. Body goals. He is body goals. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But even he, he tried to get me to work out with him. I worked out. How many times? I don't work out with you once. Didn't once. It was one time. Yeah. And Probably because you was putting her ass to work. She was like, hell no, nah, I ain't going back to work out. <laughs> well, I was working out. Struggling. <laughs> that was the first and last time. <laughs> he was like, let me know when you, you ready again. I was like, mm-hmm. 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 No, <laughs> no, I'm man. not. Nah. Still ain't ready. Still ain't ready. Now, I'm going to get it together one day at a time, though. One day. Okay, <laughs> you want to go ahead? Sure. Okay. No, so, wait. I want to ask. What? I want to ask my little random. Well, question. nigga, how you gonna ask me and then? I'm sorry. I go forgot. Ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Jaquil, I said it again. Jaquil. What's going on? Okay. So this is just a random question. This ain't even got nothing to do with the episode. How do men establish friends? Because. I feel like women are just very selective about the type of friends that they choose. Like, they just don't call anybody a friend, right? I feel like I'll talk to a man, and a man will be like, oh, that's just a homie, but they hang out with them every day, do Mm. do stuff with them, and be like, nah, we we cool, but we ain't that cool, or whatever. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't tell them all my business and stuff like that. And I'm like, nigga, this that would, to me, classify this person as a friend. If I'm hanging out with them all the time, I'm doing things with them that I like that we share in common. Um, how do you, how do men establish friends? So, so I, I, I can I can agree with the majority of what you said. So, I mean, for me, it depends, right? Because I <laughs> I have friends. Um, I have people that I'm close with. I have I have people that I'm close with, and I have friends, right? But mm-hmm. they're all established. Or they're all established on different things, like different situations, right? Um, so I'll have somebody that I grew up with that I'm just naturally close with. So of course I got to call them my friend, right? I don't spend any time with them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that I can always call them, and we could just talk for hours, um, like we like we never stop hanging together every day and stuff like that but then I have friends as well that I don't even know if I would call them friends but I have situational ships and friends that I can see I like that word (laughs) (laughs) on a daily basis and I can hang with on a daily basis that still doesn't know half as much about me as the person that I haven't seen in two to three years if that makes sense right so um, I just think it all depends on Man, it all depends on the person. Um, and then, like females, like I, I have, I have a lot of female friends, right? Mm-hmm. Listen to this podcast. Listen, you, you know, I got a lot of female friends. Um, I'm a, I'm just a people person. I think it's the Gemini me, right? <laughs> but I have a lot of female friends, and and it's just because I don't know, like half of my life, I was raised. I was just in the household with my mother. My father came to travel and see me all the time and stuff like that. But I can relate to a, or I, I, I won't say relate, but I can really understand how 
women think sometimes and different things like that. So I can naturally, I'm just naturally drawn to, I mean, women as close as I am to men as well. So, yeah. It'd be iffy to me. I was looking at niggas like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Kate, your do you definition of friends. I yeah. mean, I, I guess I get it to a certain extent. It's like when you say it's your homie, your homeboy, it's like a very surface level this who I'm going to hang out with because I don't want to be by myself all the damn time type mm. of relationship versus and I have those type of friends and I'm like oh that's my home girl like and we go out we'll go eat we'll go do shit but yeah will I necessarily tell her my whole life story probably not so I I get it to a certain extent so yes. okay with that said because I know niggas be like this too because I didn't <laughs> niggas be like uh, uh, or I used to talk to who I thought was their friend right mm-hmm. and then they would try to come talk to me and they were like oh I mean that ain't my friend like we ain't even that close like it's cool mm-hmm. if we talk yeah, yeah so it, mm-hmm. I, I don't know like so rules for a guy right like I, I could have a friend and depending on what type of level our friendship is on like he hasn't established like yeah that's my girl or anything like that then uh-huh. it's free pickings you know uh-huh. uh, but but if, <laughs> if I have a if I have a close friend who hasn't established it right or even talked to a female like you gotta run that by them first before even approaching that female because at the end of the day whatever you're trying to do or have with that female is probably not gonna outlast that friendship so you gotta make sure that you talk to your friend first to keep that that friendship intact. Yeah. And see, that's the difference between guys and girls because if, if say, me and my same homegirl who go out and have brunch and do shit all the time, if she went and tried to talk to one of the dudes that I was talking to, it'll be a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll be a problem. Like, but and you knew that was regardless that was my- if I'm just seeing him or it's something yeah. serious. That's <laughs> not. Yeah, I'm yeah, looking you know, at the sideways. No. Yeah, you know, you know, guys, man, you know, for, for us, um, unless he was like emotionally involved with a female, it's a little different, but yeah. a lot of guys believe Sharon is Karen and that, <laughs> oh, my that converts God. over to, <laughs> to, you know, toys, playing with your action figures and stuff like that. And some people for women as well, you know? Oh my goodness! <laughs> that's funny. Um, well, that's just a little conversation I just wanted to have real quick because ask your random question. Yeah. I, needed, I need I needed an answer because I just didn't understand. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this week's topic: daddy issues. <laughs> Lord knows these daddies be fucking these children up out here. Uh, <laughs> okay so first let's start off with kind of defining what daddy issues are basically daddy issues occur when you have a poor relationship with your father um and that poor relationship kind of creates this need for approval in some cases um a need for support love and understanding that kind of follows you from childhood into adulthood. Um, And typically when you hear the word daddy issues, most times you think of women who have issues with men in their romantic relationships and it always kind of falls back on daddy issues. 
Um, I know I definitely fall into this category <laughs> where I've had issues with, you know, my father figure and the absence of my biological father. And that definitely translated into my romantic life. Um, and I've kind of discussed this over the show a couple of times before, but I definitely had daddy issues. Um, and Even with the daddy, daddy figure that you did have in your life that you just recently like, yeah. had epiphany, like, oh shit, I didn't even think that the father figure that I actually did have in my life affected how I continued to have issues with men. Exactly. Yeah. But a lot of times people don't they always relate daddy issues to women, but hmm. most of the time, a lot of men have issues with their father also. Yeah. And I don't think that that really gets enough attention as it probably should. Mm-hmm. Um, because most times with guys, their issues are a little bit different when it comes to daddy issues. They, they almost have to seek approval, you know, or their self-worth may be not as high as it should be if they have certain issues with their father. Um, so yeah, that's just one of the things that when I was kind of doing my Googles, I was mm-hmm. like, yo, that actually makes sense because a lot of times it's just really focused on women, but men also have these issues with their fathers also. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily feel like they have to be negative all the time. I, parenting is hard. So Girl, who you tell me? I don't even have kids and like I'm like realizing like being a parent is hard and realizing that what you do like affects your kids so much like the littlest Mm -hmm. things affect your kids so much and how they will love in the future and how they will parent their own kids in the future and how with their communication issues like parenting is hard Mm -hmm. um so I, I don't think daddy issues is necessarily like there. It's just a, a parenting issue in general. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like negative, but like just knowing the importance of parenting and the influence you have over your, over kids, period. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, so Jack Hill. What's going on? I doing J- that. Jack Hill. what's going on what do you think the importance of a father is oh man so so me right like you have your dads you have your fathers right and when Mm. I think of father I think of somebody that's man um well let me just describe my father right so from the earliest age that I can remember my father was raising me to become a man and to become the father that he was. Right. So Mm -hmm. he taught me um, that I didn't need to seek approval from anybody or anything that was external Mm. that I only needed to be happy with myself. And that came through me learning how to accept myself, right. How to accept that. Hey, like I have flaws that this person doesn't have. Um, I don't have things or I might have things that this person doesn't have. Everything that you see is not meant for you. So when you're, when you run into that person that might have six figures in their house or this person that has all this jewelry on these cars and all these clothes, right? Like 
that might not be meant for you in your path to life and um, just different things like that. So um, my father also taught me to be independent, but take care of others. Right. Mm. So to be independent, so to not ask nobody or need anybody for nothing, but to be able to take care of others. Cause that's how my father was. Like he was the definition of independent, never asked anybody for nothing, but he took care of, he took care of his own. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I think, um, about like just fathers and, and so, daddies in general. So what's the difference between, cause you said two different words. So what's the difference between a dad and then what's the difference, uh, between a dad versus a father? Yeah. Okay. So I can, I, I'll give you an example. So my, my brother, right. We, mm -hmm. he has a different biological father my mother was married previously to my to my um to my father um my brother didn't know his his dad right but he built a relationship with my father and that became uh -huh. his father so okay if you ask my okay. brother um he has a dad but my who his father is who's the person that um nourished him um raised him Mm -hmm. groomed him to become who he is which i believe is the definition of a father right because i mean you can you can be a dad you can have a you can be like what's baby daddy a dad right, right? yeah so you can have a person that's out here that has multiple kids but it's not taking care of the kids i think that's the difference between a father and a dad so i'm gonna equate a dad to a sperm donor yeah that's a good equation <laughs> and For a me. father is a person who is like actively raising their kids child yeah, yeah well i want to get in i want to get into this because sometimes you have like families and households that have a dad in the house but are not emotionally present and that's Ooh. also a big issue because while they may physically be there and actually provide all those basic needs like a you know home food and all that stuff mm. sometimes the issue is bigger than that when they're not emotionally available and able to provide that support that can do almost as much damage as if they wasn't there sometimes, especially if you have a dad that's maybe verbally abusive or emotionally abusive or something like that. And that can fuck people up just as worse in some cases. Right. So, so, so I agree with you 100%. Right. And I, I think you, you really see that right there. And a lot of the older generations, right. Where like you had your women and your families that stayed together just because mm -hmm. you had a, a man in the household that was able to provide the basic needs to survive. Right. Yeah. And you had your, your women that weren't working. So they stuck around through the abuse that they went through for their kids and different things like that as well. But like you said, um, I think that emotional, that emotional contribution that a parent has to give to their kid is, is very important. Um, I'm mm -hmm. in a current, I, I volunteer for at risk youth and um, I have a kid right now that he has a father and a mother and he's in the program. Right. Mm -hmm. um, his father is in the household, but his father isn't giving him the other things he needs besides the physical and that's the food shelter and you know those different type of things and you can see it because he's not mentally developed how he should be at the age of 16 
Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's currently in the ninth grade right now at the age of 16. Oh, wow. Um, his priorities and stuff are completely different. You know, at the age of 16, like we were looking forward to the future. Um, hey, I'm about to be graduating. Um, this is what I need to start taking care of or looking to. And mm-hmm. those are some things that his, his mother can't necessarily teach him. The man in the household, his father, who should be emotionally involved with his son, should be teaching him that, and he lacks it. So he doesn't think about those things. And the only thing he thinks about is, hey, right now I'm about to get on the game or I don't care about school because, I mean, it's not important. He doesn't have anybody to hold him accountable, which is another big important thing that a father is supposed to do is and that's hold his kids accountable for their actions and um the cause and effect of their actions oh that's not i didn't know you did that yeah that's a lot (laughs) and Um, it's definitely a difference between a dad and like a good dad like a father and a good father there's a difference and you can tell the people that had a good father figure or father in their life you can definitely tell the difference yeah um, so right now we have three different dynamics of like the the type of dad or father that each of us like had in our lives. So I just I want to get like a little personal, I guess. And so mm-hmm. like for Kay, she grew up not knowing her biological father, but she had a father figure in her life. Um And then I grew up, I grew up knowing my father, but my parents were never married. Um, And I was like on visitation order. So that's when I would see, see my dad. And then you, you grew up, it's not, you grew up with your father in the household, but they got divorced at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just recently passed away. Um, So I do want to discuss that a little bit. And so I guess I'll start with you, Kay. How do you feel like, the I guess the good and the bad uh, impact uh, was growing up with not knowing your biological father and then having like a type of father figure. Um. Life. So I mean, of course, as a kid, like when you're very young, you know it's a difference when your mom is the only one dropping you off at school, but other kids have their mom and their dad dropping them off at school or at like PTA meetings and stuff when it's only your mom, but everyone else has said that. So you know at a very young age that it's different. So of course, as a kid, you're gonna have questions and wonder, you know, where's my dad? Where's my father at? Because you you want the same shit that everybody else got, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think as a kid, it was just hard for me to kind of process and understand like, why was I different and why I didn't have that? Um, and I, think that probably like around the age six or seven is when my mom got involved with my father figure so he was there from a very like early age um but still I knew that he wasn't my biological father he did everything that a dad would do but um and I'm grateful for that I'm beyond grateful for that but that it's always like um I don't want to say an emptiness because I wouldn't call it an emptiness. It's always just like a curiosity as to like, who's my real, who is this? Yeah. Like, who is this? Like, because you always want to know where you come from. And I went through a phase where I was like doing like the whole ancestry DNA, like looking at my past and it's, it was frustrating for me at one point because I was, I kept coming to these 
you know, walls and these stopping points because I don't know that side. Mm -hmm. And so it it can be frustrating. I guess I'm not going to relate it to the same, but it's almost like a situation where like if you were adopted and you were trying to find your biological parents, like it's kind of in the same line. It's like, I I don't necessarily think I I just have to know just to to build an emotional connection. It's just, I want to know because of curiosity and to know Right. If I have siblings, maybe, or, you know, that whole other side, I I only know my maternal side. Um, And so I guess that would be one of the downsides to it. But Um, then I want to touch on that, too, like just not knowing your biological side, because I feel like that affects the black community so much as far as like health issues, like not mm -hmm. knowing where it stems from. Like, then, like, generational wealth, like, we can't pass things down because we have all these voids in our family that are missing. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's crazy. But But yeah, that's definitely one of the, I guess, the downfalls to it. Um, And then I guess if there is a plus to it, I mean... I think for the most part, I turned out fine without having a father figure in the household. Yes, I have my issues and I've worked through most of them. Um, and that's just being very self-aware and kind of knowing where those issues stem from. But just think about all the the women or the people out there that have these type of issues and don't have the awareness or the tools to kind of figure out why they keep running into the same issues and romantic relationships and stuff like that and it's you really have to get to the root of that childhood mess and that trauma and heal that and if you don't know where it's coming from then that's the the biggest problem yeah um and even the relationship that I like you said that I did have with my father figure like not realizing that his role and and in my life how it still impacted me um but yeah um I guess I'll get to me so for me like I said I grew up like never knowing my parents uh as being together um so uh I think it was around the age of seven where my dad remarried or yeah because he was married after he had me to Mm -hmm. and then had my sister that's below me and then he remarried and had two more of my other siblings but Mm -hmm. um around that time I was like seven years old and that's when I was on visitation orders I would see him every other weekend or throughout the week sometimes or whatever but I've never I've always had a, a positive relationship with my father and the only time that I had or heard anything negative from him was and Mm. I think that put more of a strain on me and her relationship than it did me and his relationship because Mm. like the way he treated me when I went there and the fun that I had when I went over there it was all positive but when I went home I'd be like I'd hear you know the negative side of it and then it would cause kind of tension between mom and then I personally will always feel strained when I went over my dad's side of the family and I was able to have one type of freedom 
and then I would come home and I would have another type of freedom or restrictions. Either restriction rather. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that was always a battle for me because my dad's side was they went to church. <laughs> We'd be in choir practice on Saturday, Sunday morning. We got a Sunday school, regular church, revival, <laughs> all that Jeez. stuff. So you was in church seven days a week. Basically. Mm. So I did kind of, uh, I battled with that when I would go to my dad's house. Because I'm like, dang, I'm here to spend time with my daddy. But I'm in church more than I am mm. spending time with you. Or whatever. Yeah. But I mean, in essence, it was, it allowed me to um, build friendships and know family that, I didn't get to do that on my mom's side of the family because on my mom's side, all I know is my mom, my grandma, and my grandpa. <laughs> and that's <laughs> it. When I went to my dad's side of the family, I knew my cousins, my aunts, uh, friends, people in the church and everything. So it was more it was more family oriented when I went on that side of the family versus when I went home, I was very isolated. Um, but uh, as far as like, how did that impact me? Um, like I said, I battled with being pushed and pulled. So I guess one thing that I am talking to my therapist about is like being in tune with other people's emotions and like not pleasing myself, I guess, because anytime that I want to do something, I'm always thinking about somebody else. So mm-hmm. um, whether that be my mom or my dad, because he's very, he's religious. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to disappoint him because of who he is. Yeah. Then don't want to disappoint my mom because I mean, she gave me all she could and like she raised me. Like, and yeah. I don't want to embarrass her in that sense. So, um, in that sense, and like trying to, I guess, I'm like, let, let go of those walls and like just be myself and be who I am, which mm-hmm. I think I am to a certain extent, but not fully. Um, but uh, so I guess that would be bad. And then good, I mean, I don't, <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm sure I got some good out of it. Can I make a point really quick? Something that kind of came up. Yeah. So one thing for me as someone who has to co-parent, mm-hmm. um, I think it is extremely important that, especially for women, to not trash talk your child's parent, uh, father yeah. Yeah. in front of your child. I make that a point. Um, I'm very blessed and very fortunate to have the situation that I have with my son's dad. Um, we have a great co-parenting relationship um his wife is amazing I probably talked to his wife more than I talked to him about (laughs) (laughs) about our kid but like having that healthy co-parenting relationship is so important to raising decent little humans Mm -hmm. like if you have a toxic situation it's just it's bad it's so bad and and the only people that it hurt is the kids at the end of the day that is the truth 100% 100% mm-hmm. true. And so, like I said, I'm I'm very fortunate. But when you said, like, that struggle that you deal with, with going from one household to the next household, that's not something that I want to put on my kid. I want him to feel like he don't have to 
be a certain way to please daddy at his house and then when he comes back with me have to put on a whole different other act to to please mommy no like I want you to just be free to be a kid and don't have to worry about that and I think that when you hear stuff like oh your daddy ain't shit or your mama's getting on my damn nerves like that stuff affects kids like you can't do that if it's true or not yeah like you can't do that stuff and so yeah I think um too like definitely the way the relationship ended like plays a big part in that because you know so many people in relationships on bad terms and they're just Bitter. forever angry and they take that frustration out on the kids by telling mm-hmm. them yeah your father ain't shit mm-hmm. your mama ain't shit and stuff like that <laughs> so I think you know what I'm saying like when the relationship is over to to be able to have that maturity like you said you have with your mm-hmm. um with your ex to understand like, Hey, okay, we're over with, but now it's bigger than us. It's about the mm-hmm. kids. So we got to make sure we have a strong relationship when it comes to these kids. Exactly. So with that said, Jaquil. All right. So I, I come from, so like, you know, my, my, my mom and my dad, right. So they known each other since kindergarten. Fun fact is my dad Aww. taught my mother how to draw a flower in the kindergarten. That's too long. Yeah, oh, that's so, so sweet. <laughs> so my so my families know each other too. So they're both from Saginaw, Michigan. So um me personally, I don't really have too much bad about my dad. Like my dad, man, like as long as I can remember, like he's always been there. Like my dad was my right hand man. He knew me like the back of my hand. I knew him like the back of my hand, so how close we were. Um, he taught me how to do everything as far as like dress, tie a tie, count. I learned how to count oh. playing dominoes with him. Not playing um, dominoes, that's some hood shit. <laughs> yeah, so you know, that's how I learned how to count. When my parents got divorced, um, when that was one of the hardest times in my life was when I had to move up to Michigan um to live with just my mom, you know. But my dad would drive from Virginia to Michigan like two times uh two times a month he would leave out on a friday as soon as he got off of work and drive up there to be with us saturday and leave out sunday night you know so so um, with the divorce was it did you feel the i know you felt the like the after effects of oh, yeah, not definitely. being in the same household anymore but was it a thing where did, that you felt the tension from your parents like both up to the divorce and like yeah the divorce finally happened yeah, yeah. So like for the best it, that they did separate. Yeah. So when I was younger, um, so my parents got divorced right when I was in the third grade. And I remember vividly, you know, it, it getting real rocky. Like my mom, like I remember coming home and we had pictures in the pictures frame and my mom cut her face out of all the pictures. Right. Oh, no. So mm-hmm. like, you know, I remember that. And I remember like my I remember them just arguing um arguing all the time so like it it was it was definitely meant and it was time for them to get a divorce mm-hmm. um and when we moved to Saginaw you know the detention from my mom was still there but like like mm-hmm. I said like my dad talked to me early as a as a grown man right so when my mom would say something about my dad or my dad would say something about my mom I would tell him don't talk about that person mm-hmm. um I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear about it. So I was, I was able to voice that. And, and that's just because they both taught me, you know what I'm saying? Like, if something ain't right, speak up on it. 
and if I felt something wasn't right, I was able to speak up on it even at an early age. So, oh, that's good. My my parents, um, they were. I I would honestly say, man, their relationship didn't start getting better until maybe right before I went to high school. Mm. Um, yeah, they started their relationship started getting better. Um, they would be able to be in the same room and, you know, it'd be no tension and stuff like that. And then towards the end, like when my, when my dad moved back to, cause my dad was in Virginia um, and he ended up moving back to, to Michigan to be around family. And I was going to move him down here, but he moved back to Michigan. That's when he got real sick. Mm. But crazy thing about it was my mom was like one of the main people that was taking care of him. Oh, that's awesome. So their relationship, that's like, sweet. yeah, 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 their relationship, like, got very strong again towards the end. And um, it's funny because my dad used to always say, like, you know, your mama gonna always love me, and she know, <laughs> you know, she knows that, uh, uh, you know, that he was the best thing that happened to her and stuff like that. And if you ask my mom to this day, right, she, <laughs> she, she, she hasn't said it, but now she'll probably say that, you know, she. She really did. She really did love my dad. You know, they just had certain things that caused them to fall out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, my dad, like I said, like, I, I, I don't have, I can't say anything really bad about him because, like, my dad would literally travel t- 10 hours. That's he would cool. drive 10 hours to see me and my brother. So there was no excuse for him. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's one thing he believed about. Like, if you have kids, you make sure you raise your kids no matter what. So, and yeah. that's amazing because you got some men out here that won't even FaceTime their kid for 20 minutes. My, so. my dad, my dad, listen, I'll tell you this. So, when we moved back to Saginaw, my dad called me every single day, at least yeah. four times a day, right? So, when my parents or my mom would, you know, she would have, she would be in her feelings, she would say something bad about my dad, and I would sometimes push that anger out towards my dad. I want to, I want to answer the phone. He would call me. I miss a day. I'm talking about he's calling mm-hmm. the next day, at least a hundred times. And as soon <laughs> as I answer. pick up that phone, <laughs> he going to tell me something and it's going to be something bad because he's going to tell me like, Hey, when I call you, you make sure you answer. My dad called me literally every single day. And we kept that relationship until he passed away. I talked to my dad every day. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, so I guess another thing that I wanted to talk about, cause you two both have kids. So, okay. You're, I don't want to call you a single mom. Cause you do have the help of your, your, um, your husband or your God damn it. <laughs> Child. I'm going to edit that all the way out. <laughs> your ex, your baby daddy mm-hmm. to help you out. <laughs> Child. Oh. Is, is Mercury still Gatorade? Hey. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but you have the help of your ex uh, with your son. What do you feel like the... Because it wasn't always cooking. It wasn't always this easy. No, right. we had to get to this point. It wasn't so always you, rainbows and butterflies. Right. <laughs> so what do you feel like the importance of a father is because you could have been like fuck it I'll just do it by myself or whatever but mm-hmm. I think you were always adamant about him helping you with Zay absolutely because the role that a father plays and whether you have a, a boy child or a female child mm-hmm. is so 
essential. It's so critical. And and not just any man, but a good man. That matters so much. With boys, it teaches them, one, how to be a man, how to carry themselves. They need that role model. They need a good role model. For women, for girls, we need that that sense that we're protected and mm-hmm. that the, that protection that only a dad can give us. Mm-hmm. And so when you miss those things, like it can really have an impact on you, especially if you don't fix it. Like, and so it's, it's just always been important for me for my son to have his dad in his life, however little or however much. And when the opportunity presented itself for my son to go live with his dad, of course, I didn't want my baby to be away from me, but I also knew that it was necessary for him to have that one-on-one time with his dad and, and get those life lessons that only he can teach him. Because mm-hmm. there's only and so much that I can teach him. Siblings. Yeah, it's only mm-hmm. so much I can teach him. I can't teach my baby how to be a man. I can't mm-hmm. do it. Like as much as I would want to try, I just can't do it. And mm-hmm. so, and not only his dad is great, but his dad's dad, his grandparents are amazing. Like they love on that boy so much. Like it, I'm just so grateful for the men that my son have in his life because I can't, I can't do that shit by myself. And I, I'm fully aware of it. And I know that some women have so much pride and just, especially when you've been hurt and, and especially when the dad may not be in the best position or in the best mental state to help. Like, yeah, you can say he not shit at the end of the day, but daddy issues come from dads that got issues. So I always say that hurt people hurt people and they just don't have the tools to, to do better. Yeah. And so, yeah, your baby daddy probably ain't shit. Yeah, he probably could be doing a better job. But I still think that sometimes it's necessary to try to give people the opportunity and and maybe not at the time that you want it, but maybe they grow and and heal and get to a better place. And when they do, if they want the opportunity to come back into that child's life, depending on the circumstances, I'm not going to say that every situation should allow that, but allow a dad to be a dad because at the end of the day, it's always gonna hurt the child more. Always, always. Can I so. can I can I chime in real quick? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. absolutely. So, so that's what happened with um with me and my mother. Um, my sophomore year, I asked her because I started messing up in school and doing some things I didn't have no business doing. And I told her like I wanted to go live with my dad, and I could see in her face right like how it how it literally broke her down, but she mm-hmm. knew that that's what I needed, mm-hmm. and it actually brought me closer and gave me a new respect for my mom when she allowed that to happen. That's good. That's good. Because I know how some, some parents, I know if I, (laughs) child, (laughs) y'all knew my mama, child, if I would, if you had asked to go live with your daddy, mm -mm. oh, (laughs) she would probably cuss me out. Yo, daddy ain't that. that." <laughs> that would but, and I understand because like I'm sure my daddy wasn't the best in like the beginning years of her having me and her trying to feed me, provide for me. I'm sure he was not there. However, in my head, I don't remember that shit. So it don't affect me. 
It really don't. <laughs> so I understand her having these types of gripes and complaints and just having this stronghold on me, especially when I look at my daddy like a saint and mm-hmm. she doesn't. So I think that really bothers her that I feel like my daddy could do no wrong. And it's not that I feel like he could do no wrong. It's just, I just don't know that side. I understand we're all, he's made mistakes as I just, you got to give people grace sometimes. That's You took the words right out of my mouth. You really do. You have to give people grace. Yeah. Because you- my mom wasn't the perfect mom. Like, she did what she could do with the tools she had. I, at mm-hmm. this age, I understand that so well right now. Like, people do what they can with the tools that they have. And you got to kind of meet people where they at. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Do you... Do you- do you think too that um you being a female played a part in that? Like maybe if you were a male, that it would have possibly been different. Not with your mama. <laughs> yeah, not with my mama. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Like I don't think it would have been any different. Gotcha. I, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think it would have been different if, like, she had a son instead? Maybe I don't know. Maybe. Don't yeah. Know. So, so the only reason why I said it, right, is because, like, you know, they say it takes a man to raise a man. I, I mm-hmm. think it, I think it does at a certain stage in your life. But once you get older, you know, mm-hmm. if you didn't have that man in your life and you find you could be religious and you find like you find that that relationship and that father figure in God or different things like that, right, to to fill that void that was there with your father. But, mm-hmm. um, like in adolescent years, like I, I truly believe, like having a son, like there's only so much a woman, uh, a woman can teach them to a oh, certain yeah. extent when it become when it when it comes to becoming a man and different things like that. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess in that sense, then probably. Well, I've done all all I could do to provide, like, whatever I can for a son. Then. If I would have asked, like, hey, can I go stay with my daddy? Then maybe. I don't know. Yeah, my mama got so many issues. You need to work out. You know, tell me. For most women, though, in those situations, like, you really got to let go of that pride and really yeah. understand, like, if it's going to be for the benefit of my child, then let it happen. Like, let your child have a relationship with their father. Yeah. And I know there's some women just be so hurt and just be... And I'm I'm sure with reason, you know, just have their guards up so high. But really, you just got to let that pride go. And you can't do it all. It's no problem with saying that I cannot do it all. Sometimes you do need help. You absolutely need help to raise kids because that being a parent is hard. Mm-hmm. It is fucking hard. And so it's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to ask for help for the person that helped you make that child. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first person you need to be asking I know period because you, you help you, me you got your mama you got your aunties you got everybody that's in your family that I'm sure that may be more than willing to help but the first person you need to always ask is the person that helped create that child hold that person accountable yes absolutely um, boy. anyways <laughs> <laughs> so how do you know if daddy issues is something you need to work through um, I guess one of the things that uh, that I was uh, finding was if the trauma that you experienced in your past keeps showing up in your adult relationships, you need to work through them. Like, 
go go find some help. Um, so I guess we'll move into just tips. Um, Kay, I don't know if you wanted to. Yeah. So as always, the whole theme of this show is you need to get a therapist. So if you do realize that you have daddy issues, the first thing I'm going to recommend is seeking therapy. But when you do go to seek therapy, I think that it's really important for you to focus on those areas that are most impacted by daddy issues, meaning especially, and I'm speaking for myself right now, but my self-esteem and my self-worth. I didn't realize this until I actually did go to therapy, but that was really the biggest impact of my daddy issues was my self-worth was not where I thought it was at. Um, Like I've always been a pretty confident person, but confidence and self-worth are two different things to me. Um, And so one of the areas that I really think, especially for women, that if you have daddy issues, that that self-esteem and that self-worth building that up is important. Um, Maybe also focus, depending on the type of relationship you had with your dad, sometimes you may have like had um, a dad who was a very like disciplinary or like who was always on your ass about something and, and you can't go through life without having this pressure or this anxiety to always be great or be good because of the type of father figure that you may have had. So maybe you might need some type of stress management or for men who have issues may need some type of anger management. So kind of try to focus on those areas that may have like been impacted most by the absence or a bad relationship with your father. Mm hmm. Um, so Jill, I didn't go back to you after we talked after Kay talked about like the importance of a father while she raises her son. How do you feel? I'm kind of rewinding a little bit. How do you feel like I guess either what your dad has taught you or what you've learned yourself in these few short months of having a daughter of your own? Like w- what is the importance that you feel of being there for her is being oh. a father? Yeah, so with my daughter, man, I, 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 so my daughter's gave me a new perspective on loving and caring and how to do it correctly, right? And now I, I think since I've had a daughter, it's made me really realize how, how great my father truly was, right? Um, the importance for my daughter now, I think, is for me to just show her how a man is supposed to treat her. Mm-hmm. what a man truly looks like so that when she gets to that age where she's looking for a man or she's you know what I'm saying looking for a relationship she's like yeah he don't treat me better than my dad did so I can't <laughs> yeah I, that's I, exactly I, I, what it is yeah I can't <laughs> even I can't even give him I can't even give him the time of day you know what I'm saying I want to mm-hmm. make sure that she does have that confidence and not understand it, and she truly knows who she is and her self-worth and what she deserves. Yeah. So I'm gonna start that from from now until she's until I'm going off of this earth. Just keep establishing that, like, you know, you are important. You're somebody, you can do anything you put your mind to. Um God has a plan for you. Um make sure you take care of yourself before you try to go into a relationship and seek assistance from somebody else because if you can't take care of yourself or you can't 
oh, you don't love yourself. How are you supposed to reach out to somebody else and ask for love? You won't know what that love is when you're trying Mm -hmm. to find it. Um, So I'm just, you know, just trying to make sure that I install those little things into order to make sure when she gets older, she's all right. At least she knows what to look for. Now, what she does when she is older, that's, you know, life takes us different paths and paths. And sometimes you got to learn the hard way. But as long as she can, in her mind, recall, like, okay, I know that this is what a man looks like. This is how a man's supposed to treat me. And I think she's going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, Lonnie going to be good, period. Mm. Yeah, she's she going to be good. She's going to be good. Yeah. She's going to be spoiled, rotten. She's so cute. Oh, my goodness. My ovaries. Anyway. I was going to say, too, um, to tack on to that second question that um that you had asked, I think, too, like, if you have some type of relationship with your father, I think, and, and there are some issues that have um appeared over however many years, I think it's, I think it's good, too, like, when you reach that certain age to just, you know, hit your father up or try to have that talk, no matter how hard it is, to so just mm. let him know, like, hey, this is what I feel, this is what's happened. This is what I've been through. And you might find some type of, I don't know, acceptance or just having that little talk will, can, can, can change everything um, mm-hmm. as well. So I don't know. I think, I think that that's a good idea as well for a lot of individuals to put that pride aside and have that hard talk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe in closure, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Here she goes. <laughs> anyway, I mean, sometimes I believe. I mean, child, anyway. Uh, no, but I do think that's a good idea. Like, later on in life, if you feel like, okay, I'm at a point, these things keep reoccurring, and I should address them with the person who it kind of stemmed from. Yeah. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, no, I think that's good. I I think you need to be aware of who you're talking to, too, because they say if you talk to what do they say if you talk to a fool, don't don't argue with a fool because you end up looking like a fool too or something like that. Anyway, child, that's what they say. Um, that's true. Jesus. <laughs> so just know who you talk to. <laughs> but thank you, Jaquil, for having this conversation with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank for you so me. much. Yes, um, and I just want to. Happy Father's Day to all all the good fathers out there. I guess the sperm donors too. I don't know. Child. Yeah, too. Uh, they only if they paying child support. Now, they need love too because they put the people on this earth and yeah. you know these people actually might turn out to be better than who they are. So and then sometimes you know the, the sperm donors don't really have the right tools. So and it ain't really their fault. It's somebody's fault. It kind of stemmed from something. So yep. and they, I bet not see no it. Facebook posts with none of y'all women saying happy Father's Day to yourself. I don't almost comment. <laughs> Thank yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, you just the mama. You not the daddy too. <laughs> right. The mama yeah. and the daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. All right guys. Thank you for joining us again this week on the You Need a Therapist podcast. Happy Father's Day to all the baby daddies, the, all that great stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, follow us on social media at Unique Therapist Podcast, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>